Hello everyone, welcome back to the Empowering Artists Podcast. My name is Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited that you are here with me for a lot of reasons. Um, But before we get into those, um, if you are a returning listener, hello. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you are, um, you know, this is the first time you found me, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come hang out with me. I really appreciate it. Okay, so the big sort of, I don't want to say it's like an announcement, um, but I guess the news is that I have completely changed the name, not of this podcast, but of sort of my business that corresponds with the podcast. Um, I have changed it from, I, and if you've listened to this podcast before, you would know that my personal Instagram is at Artistically Bold Life, or it was, because um, I've changed it. And I was sort of... I don't exactly know what encouraged me to change it, um, but I remember thinking, okay, like this, like, you know, my business, this podcast, my brand, everything that I'm doing for this business is to help, you know, um, artists, you know, make their own money, um, get out of the survival job rut, um, because I've been there, and just sort of get to a place where they are making a living and making an income um, with their artistic skills and talents, right? I was like, artistically bold life, like that kind of was taken from the very first iteration of what my business is now, which is like very like miles off of what it is now. Um, But originally I was thinking of doing like an organization kind of thing. Um, so it was called boldly balanced life. Cause I felt like, Oh, like being bold and like, you know, balanced in all places. And I thought that was like where I wanted to go. And then I changed it to artistically bold life. Cause I pivoted and I was like, well, now I want to make sure that, you know, I'm geared towards artists. And then we have come to after doing this podcast for right, it's September. So like eight and a half months at this point. We have come to the new name of my business, of my Instagram, which is Artists as Entrepreneurs, which I'm excited for. I think it's a perfect sort of title name to really describe what I want to help you guys with. Because in the end, like when you're um, deciding, oh, I'm going to get out of that survival job. I'm going to stop working this job that like, you know, my boss never is communicative and makes me feel bad about myself, blah, blah, blah. Like we want to get you out of that. And so a lot of times that's taking your artistic skills and, you know, working for yourself. And guess what? When you work for yourself, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business person. So artists as entrepreneurs, I'm super excited for. Um, And I think it sort of, it just ties in really well with the Empowering Artists podcast. So with that name change and just sort of, you know, the idea of artists as entrepreneurs, um, I really wanted to just sort of talk about that um, because when you really think about it, artists are entrepreneurs. <laughs> like, you know, we are our own business, right? We are our own brand. We are the ones looking for work. We are the ones, you know, who are reaching out. We're the like, it's us, right? So I think this will be awesome because artists need that, you know, like, I mean, all entrepreneurs need support, but then you take an artist who is becoming an entrepreneur and, you know, both of them pretty much need support as it is. And you're putting them together in one person and it's just like, you need twice as much support. So 
that is what I'm hoping that I can give to you all with this Instagram name change. Well, not with the name change, obviously, like the content that I'm providing you, but I'm hoping that, you know, it really inspires you and it really encourages you to take that step because, you know, we as artists, we are trained professionals, right? We are highly skilled professionals. We have a specialized skill, whether that's in photography, um, watercolors, oil painting, um, singing, dancing, acting, writing, graphic design. Like these are all such specialized skills. And you know, not everyone can do them. Like think about your skill for a second. Maybe you're a painter. Maybe you um, draw portraits. How many people do you know that can draw a portrait as well as you can? How many people do you know who can paint as well as you can? Or for my performers out there, because I'm an actor, how many people do you know who can sing as well as you can? Like, yes, like, you know, people can sing, but like the difference of singing maybe like a three minute song during karaoke and performing in like a two and a half, three hour show, sometimes you're just singing all the way through. Like that is so different, right? It is so different. And that is a specialized skill because guess what? Most of the people singing karaoke at like a bar at like 11 p.m. on a Saturday, they're most likely, they most likely don't have the vocal stamina to keep up with a two and a half hour show. So again, a specialized skill there. And you know, you're just training for all of these years. Like, you know, we have degrees in our, in what we do. Like that is four years worth of training. Like that's a long time. <laughs> like to be trained and to really hone your skill. So I think that we need to start off with this mindset shift that, you know, artists do have, you know, skills and they do have skills that people want to learn and people will pay for to learn how to do and people will pay like for their kids to learn. Oh my gosh. Like this is probably one of the, maybe it's not as a kept secret, but this is one of like the most, like, I guess, wildest things I've stumbled upon is how much parents will pay for extracurriculars for their kids. Like, it's just mind-boggling to me how much, you know, they'll pay. And, you know, growing up, I had voice lessons and everything. Um, but I recognize that I was in a position where my family could afford something like that. And I also wasn't really doing much other than, like, theater. <laughs> so... Um, I feel like, you know, that expense as far as, you know, what my parents were doing job-wise and all that stuff, like, it was, we were very fortunate to do that. Um, the area that I'm living in now, which is a little bit closer to a city, um, I'm in the Washington, D.C. metro area, um, if you were wondering, and, like, the Washington, D.C. metro area, very affluent. Um, I can, I contribute it to the fact that the government, um, and government contractors are here, and the only time anything really happens is like when there are government shutdowns, but people are on furlough, so they eventually like get that money back. So, I mean, I always consider Washington, D.C. one of the most recession-proof places in the country, simply because the government is located here. Um, an example of that is, you know, during the COVID-19 pandemic, honestly, a lot of my friends either work in the Washington, D.C. area or they work for the government or they work for like government contractors of all my friends who worked in those kinds of jobs 
I, I can't tell you of any of them who, you know, lost their job to COVID. And, you know, that was very fortunate for them, obviously. Um, but I'm getting off track. Um, point is, I live in a very affluent area that seems to just have money. Uh, well, not that it seems to have money based off of real estate prices. I know they have money. Um, but they have, you know, excess income that they can spend on their kids. And they do. And they spend a lot of money. So if you're an art, like if you're an artist listening to this and you're ready to become an entrepreneur, you're ready to be empowered, one place that you can look is teaching your skill to kids. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I do this. Um, I have a very good hourly rate for lessons that I teach um, through my private studio. And yeah, um, basically that's a great place to start. Um, so yeah, that's something that I've discovered and with a mindset shift has really allowed me to become an entrepreneur and like, yeah, I'm in the very beginning stages. I'm in baby steps and yes, I do still have another job and I work for an employer. Um, but the point being is that, you know, you have skills as an artist that you can take and work for yourself. And I don't know if this is true for everyone out there, but I know for a lot of actors like myself um, and just artists in general, it's like, we just want to be able, like a lot of people are like, they want to be able to make a living doing what they love. And for a lot of people, doing what they love is not going into an office or I guess, you know, if you're working from home or maybe you work in retail. It's not going, working for someone else for eight hours of the day, coming home and then working on your craft. It's like, you just wanna work on your craft and on your art that entire day, right? So by feeling, like feeling confident that you have these skills within you and by feeling confident that they're marketable, that's like the one step to be, to being able to control, you know, what you do, when you do it, how you do it, and just, using what you have trained for sometimes your whole life to to really just take your own like destiny your own life like by the reins and being like yeah this is what i am going to do and i really hope that you know feeling empowered and you know working towards that artistic freedom and working towards using their artistic skills and talents to to make a living income and even you know even above just a living income like it is so possible and it is so available to you that you just have to you have to really just allow yourself to see it and i know that's so crazy to say that oh you just have to let yourself see it but it it really is it is that um I'm gonna tell you guys a quick story that when I was, like this was before COVID, um, I just accepted the fact that, you know what, hey, like I'm an actor, I'm getting started in my career, um, I'm gonna to have to work some bad jobs and jobs I don't necessarily want to do, but jobs that pay the bills and then eventually, like that's just how it is. And for the longest time, that's what I thought I had to do. So I went from a retail job to um a food service to um fast food well not fast food um to i guess fast casual restaurant to serving to education 
And I jumped around in all these industries and like, yeah, they were fine, but none of them I was like super excited about. And then I sort of was like, no, like this is what I want as an artist. How do I get there? And so what I want you guys to do right now is, I mean, obviously if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're an artist um, or you're looking to become an artist or looking to make a full-time income off of, um, or make some income off of um, being an artist. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to think about what your ideal life is. Like, what is your ideal life? Is it, I don't know, maybe do you wake up at seven in the morning because you're an early riser and you go to a spin class and then you come back and then you do some commissions? Do you go teach in the afternoons? Do you have a private studio? Do you always end work at 4 p.m.? so you can make sure that when your kids come home, you can be with them. What does that look like to you? Now, the next thing I know might be a little hard to, hard to do because it was hard for me. The next thing that I want you to do is I want you to just let yourself believe that that's your life. like. All that resistance that you're feeling, all this, oh, I don't know if I can, like, if I can have that, I don't know if this, I don't know if that, get rid of that. Get rid of that. I want you to think, yes, I can live this life that I want, that I've designed myself, because I am an artist and that is how I make my living. No more going to your retail job and getting yelled angry customers. You know, when I worked in retail, I always hated that. Um, no more if you're working as a server and you want to change careers because it's just not what you want to do anymore. No more of having to go into work, um, and thinking, you know, how am I going to get out of here? No more going to a job and a boss and a company that doesn't treat you well. No more of that. Instead, you get to have the life that you want. How does that feel? That feels pretty amazing, right? And that was the hardest part for me was believing that I could design my life in a way where I was able to go audition when I had auditions pop up and I was able to move my schedule around and I was able to charge for my own services and to make a lot more by the hour than what I would, you know, working for someone else. All of this is totally 100% available to you and is, you know, and is possible. Like it is so possible. And yes, like you've come into that resistance and you come up against that imposter syndrome. Like it's taken me like two and a half years to get to where I am now, to believing that yes, I can, you know, um, set my own schedule and I can work for who I want to work for and I can have my own clients through like my own business and that's taken me a while so this isn't something that is just going to happen overnight but starting but having a starting point and really believing that where you are like that's where you're starting but you can get to where you want to be 
And I'm not saying that you have to be an entrepreneur to do this, but a lot of times that is what happens. Like I know so many people who have their own voice studios, who have their own piano studios, who sell their artwork, who teach classes. You know, that's what a lot of people do. Or there are some people who do a combination. They might teach a college class or, um, and then they, like, they also work in the professional world. Like there are so many combinations of things that can make you happy using your artistic skills and talents. We just have to think about them. Well, I mean, I feel like we do think about them, but we just have to believe that they're possible for us. And that's the first step. It's a scary first step. I know it is, but it's so crucial and important that you do it. Okay, guys. So now that you've envisioned your life, how you want it, here's what you need to do next. So the next thing you would need to do, first of all, you just you just really just need to take the next step. Like that's the crazy, that's like not crazy, but it's one of the hardest things because it's like, we're, we're in this like visualization and it's like, oh, I, now I actually have to go do something. That's the scary part. Um, so what you would have to do next is you would have to figure out, like you figured out where you want to end up, right? That's why we sort of was, were envisioning that you figured out where you wanted to end up. And now we have to work backwards and figure out those steps. So let's say, that you want to um, eventually have your own photography business for, um, I don't know, um, I, I always use weddings. Let's not use weddings. Um, let's do um, graduation shoots, college and high school graduation photo shoots. So you've, you've started off with your end goal, right? That's where you want to be. You want to do photo shoots for graduations. So now you have to figure out when would be the best time for your, your, to offer your services. Well, um, for high schools in the spring, around May, June, and then for colleges, also May, like the May time, not really June, um, but also in December, right? December less so, but May, definitely. Oh my gosh, you would be booked out so easily in May. Okay, so now you know when, you, what your next step is. You know that, okay, so in order to get to being a full-time photographer, I have to, you know, do the photo shoots around that time. And, you know, obviously this is just like a very, um, not niche down, but it's like a very specific thing. And obviously like, you know, it, you probably wouldn't just do um, graduation photo shoots, but anyways. Um, and then the next part is, okay, so that's when you're going to do it. How are you going to find the clients? How are you going to find your clients? Are you going to reach out to them on social media? Are you going to offer your services through an email blast? Are you going to go straight to the schools or universities? And then do you see how by working backwards, we eventually create a, a roadmap for ourselves where we're like, okay, so I'm over here. So I started off at Z and I worked my way back to make, to like get to A where I am. So now I can work on B, C and all the way until the end. So that's sort of what I really wanted to go over with you guys today because I think it's so important that we believe that it's possible. And once we have that roadmap, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so much easier because I have these small little steps I have to do instead of leaping from like one side of the earth to the other. And that's what this podcast is all about. Empowering artists, empowering you guys, and really just lifting you up and going after the life that you want using your artistic skills and your talents.
It is 100% possible. It is 100% available. And I want that for you so, so much. So I really hope that you take um, the time to do that exercise. And um, I would love to hear what you guys come up with. Um, you can DM me at my Instagram, which is now at artists as entrepreneurs. It'll be in the show notes. And um, I would love to chat with you guys more. Also, also, um, the podcast episode today is sponsored by my free Facebook group, Empowering Artists in Business. If you are an artist of any kind looking to monetize your skills, um, please come join. We would love to have you. Thank you guys so much for um, tuning in to today's episode, and I will see you in the next one.